Hi, everybody. I'm Pasha Marlowe. Welcome to the Neuroqueering Podcast. Today, I was planning on talking with a guest, but at the very last minute, they called in uh, due to illness. They were not able to join me. So I am doing an impromptu solo episode. And these are always challenging for me because I feel like I need to have it perfectly scripted and prepared Uh, But not today. Today, I'm coming from rather a raw place. At this very moment, my youngest child's school is in lockdown after a... active shooter drill um, and potential threat. They believe it is a hoax, but nonetheless, if you are like me with a very fragile uh, nervous system, a history of anxiety and panic attacks, things like this like dysregulate us very quickly. On top of that, as you may know from previous episodes, uh, my youngest child has been very ill. Uh, for three years. On top of that, it is his birthday and he broke fingers on both of his hands. So it has been a shit show the last couple of days. And in the past, that has made me flat out just crying on the bathroom floor. I can't even function. But I have learned some self-regulation skills over the 52 years, thank goodness. Some of them are about cold plunging, which I couldn't do today. If I could, I would have gone to the sauna and done a cold plunge, but I want to stay here near school and stay near my phone, of course. Um, So I'm doing some breath work. I'm drinking cold water. I'm standing in my power and I'm doing what feels most aligned to me, which is teaching and leading with vulnerability. So I'm coming to you today as a mama bear uh, with anxiety uh, as a woman in midlife at 52 who has recently been diagnosed with autism, ADHD, who has also recently come out of the closet as queer about three years ago now. And I am currently moving out of a heteronormative, hetero-facing marriage, and everything is shifting. And every day I talk to women who are very similar to me. And it's so interesting that a very common path since 2020 has been, oh, shit, now I'm sitting with my thoughts interesting now that I'm actually sitting with my thoughts quietly here in in quarantine and isolation or uh, lockdown, whatever it is for you. Uh, I'm meditating more, journaling more, reading more. And huh, I'm realizing that I'm not fully straight. And huh, I'm realizing that my symptoms are much like the symptoms that my child is experiencing that during the 504 meetings, they referred to as ADHD, autism, dyslexia, other forms of neurodivergence. So interesting. So now in (laughs) between 2020 and 2022, so many midlife women began to uh, come out of two closets, uh, coming out as neurodivergent and then coming out as queer. And I find this fascinating, this dynamic, and so darn empowering that so many of us are sharing in this experience. So I wanted today talk to the midlife women out there and however you want to define midlife, like your age. If you're resonating with this, great. I, I think technically it's like 30 to 
60. I'm just making those numbers up though, because that just feels right to me. Um, but if it is resonating with you, I am so glad you are here. So I have a theory as to why so many women in midlife are coming out of these closets. Um, and it's not only because of the pandemic. I believe for many of us women, we were girls growing up, very good girls, good students, quiet girls, girls who were suffering internally in ADHD, the H being hyperactivity for girls and women is often internal in our minds. And this is certainly how I experienced life. And so we had an internal struggle and we were trying quite hard all the time to uh, live up to expectations. And we often experience perfectionism and, uh, and complete overwhelm, even though it looked like we were quote unquote, fine. We masked to survive. We probably learned a lot of our masking in theater or other creative pursuits. I know so many women out there uh, also grew up in the theater, learned how to speak in the theater, found their found their voice in the theater, but also found the voices of other people and thank goodness learned some empathy along the way, hopefully for themselves and others. And then later, after years of trauma, really a lifetime of trauma, rejections, real rejections, not just perceived rejections, real rejections, criticism, judgments. We continue to try to fit in and follow the quote unquote rules. We were socialized as women, as people pleasers. And we, some of us were conditioned to find male partners, uh, find a husband, find a husband who can support you, find a husband who can take care of you, make babies. That's your path. And so for many of us, me included, I thought that was the path. And I did a lot of fawning and masking and people pleasing so as not to experience further rejection, the rejections that I might've experienced in my family or at school or just in society, feeling like an alien on this planet, not feeling like I fit in, not feeling like I was doing what I needed to do to succeed in life or to, um, to be loved or accepted in life. So I hustled as many of us did. I tried and tried some more and ultimately exhausted myself and burnt myself out. Uh, many of us have lost job opportunities, lost relationships, uh, lost the ability to uh, stay in school. Uh, we struggled perhaps in college. Perhaps the older we got, the more and more we struggled. And as we did so, we started to lose our sense of self. And then, boom, midlife, all of our systems, if they were working still at all, all of them were no longer working. And this is where all of the uh, symptoms of perhaps ADHD or autism started to show up even more because our estrogen levels were dropping, symptoms were increasing, our medications, if we were on them at all, might not have been working the same or well or at all because of our hormonal changes. And then sex became difficult. We might have lost desire. We were feeling disconnected and out of touch and not safe in our bodies anymore. We might have started hearing voices in our head that started to challenge 
heteronormativity, neuronormativity, social norms, gender norms. And like me, many of you may have come out, uh, come out queer, come out LGBTQ later in life. And so, uh, which is a beautiful thing, but then we're like, whoa, where have I been? And we started to really dig in. We started moving through our traumas and unmasking. And as we move through our traumas and continue to unmask, we became more of ourselves. And as we became more of ourselves, our symptoms increased because we were embodying our truth. I I started stimming more. I started um, kind of expressing my quirks, sharing my thoughts, uh, becoming more unfiltered, more visible, um, and not really worrying as much about what people thought, which is one of the many, many gifts of <laughs> growing older. And uh, I wonder if you have experienced this as well, that as you move through your trauma and as you unmasked, that your symptoms increased. And did you, like me, just start to question everything? And frankly, honestly, at about 48, I started to get really angry. I was getting angry about being misunderstood, about being misdiagnosed. I started getting angry at systems and institutions that fail us. I was getting angry, finally, about the patriarchy, about social injustice. The world was falling apart before uh, 2020, by the way, and after and currently, and it was hurting and I was hurting. And you might be feeling this too as a deep empath that we were feeling the hurt of the world and that anger and that pain was bubbling up and we wanted to pull that energy into a good place. And for many of us, we did it through service, through service to others in healing professions as so many of us with neurodivergence are healers and helpers and we see patterns and we see patterns in things but also patterns in people and also patterns in human behavior so we started to heal and connect and talk to others and as we do did that we were healing and connecting with ourselves and we realized how much we had been misunderstood and misdiagnosed and undervalued all those years and then we finally sought help so some of us went to our doctors or therapists. Some of us were able to try medication for the first time, perhaps. Some of us decided not to do the medication route, and we decided to manage our symptoms with diet and exercise or mindfulness. We maybe took up yoga or weightlifting or walking outdoors uh, with new sense of purpose and uh, consciousness. And now we are either perimenopause or in menopause or postmenopause. Some of us no longer having children, no longer needing sperm, no longer needing partnerships, maybe no not longer needing our marriages realizing how many of our relationships are toxic, are no longer serving us well, are complete, realizing how much of society is toxic. And frankly, we are ready to burn it all down. Slowly, maybe, for some, for some that burning down might take years, decades, a lifetime. For some, they just burn it down overnight. And burning it down might mean 
leaving a job or a career that doesn't feel aligned, leaving a marriage that no longer feels safe or integrated or aligned for you, and choosing new paths or choosing new uh, lifestyles even. And so I want to really kind of dig into this as to why this happens. And as you can tell, hormones play a big part in this. Um, So let's just briefly talk about hormones. Beginning at puberty, monthly hormonal fluctuations bring high levels of estrogen and progesterone, enhancing neurotransmitters and improving cognitive functioning following menstruation. However, when the premenstrual hormone levels drop, women experience an exacerbation of the ADHD symptoms, for example, along with, of course, typical premenstrual changes. So the low estrogen triggers greater, as we know, irritability, disruptions of mood, sleep, concentration. Does this sound familiar? These observable symptoms can easily lead to a diagnosis of PMDD and maybe an underlying ADHD. So it's really fascinating to look back and notice when do your symptoms show up? When do your symptoms increase? When do you feel a little bit more at ease, less agitated, less ruminating thoughts, less intrusive thoughts? As estrogen levels drop throughout menopause, again, ADHD symptoms often intensify. It's a combination with uh, age-related cognitive changes, confusion, memory, concentration, and sleep, and like all this increases, right? And brain fog, hello. And we have so much on our plate already, uh, but it is it is definitely a trend that I see that uh the clients I find, the women who I see call me usually during these menopausal years. And they're just like, what is happening? All of a sudden, everything I used to do is no longer working. Everything I used to love doesn't feel good anymore. I want to burn it all down. I want to make big changes, but I'm terrified. I I don't know if I'm ready to burn things down. I don't know if I feel safe or grounded enough to do that. And that is beautiful work that we do uh, together in coaching. Often when menopause hits, women experience an existential crisis. And they do a lot of soul searching. So it is very normal to look at your life and be like, where am I and how did I get here? <laughs> it's like an identity crisis. We're like, and who am I? And how do I identify? And did it all just change overnight? Like, am I a different person? Is this possible? Is this possible that is I have the same mind and the same body um, because we feel so very different. So menopause is often called the change of life for a reason, because of course, everything changes. It is a complete disruption, a time to reconsider yourself and your place in this world. And if you're like me, you might be finally at 40 something, 50 something, finally reclaiming your worth, your innate worth, your desires, and your future goals to include pleasure and play and joy. What? Wait a minute. I forgot to have fun all this time. Uh, and and time is running short. <laughs> I'm I'm over half cooked. So I'm taking deep dives into therapy and coaching, cold plunging. I'm literally taking deep dives into cold water 
to help heal my trauma, to help get me back into my body. I'm doing vision boards and soul searching and having conversations with women around the world and and sometimes in person around bonfires or naked in the sauna. And we are reconnecting with our truest, most authentic selves. And if we reframed ourselves at this time of our lives as not just the change in this scary way, but the change of life for the better, um, I think that feels more accurate to me. Because as I move through it, and as I walk this journey with so many women, I am hearing words like, finally aligned, finally integrated, I'm finally safe in my body, I'm finally feeling free. Like, that's, what more could we want? than freedom, right? So all of this, of course, also leads to the pleasure and the joy and the humor. And I know I've shared that in my seeking, finally, pleasure and joy, I'm exploring comedy, uh, which is terrifying and so much fun. Um, Some people take up art or writing uh, or yoga or gardening or knitting, whatever it is, find your pleasure, find something that lights you up. And if it is done in community, in sisterhood, even better, even better. So I made a TikTok uh, post the other day just saying, hey, you might have stumbled into the side of TikTok where midlife women are moving through their traumas and realizing that they're neurodivergent and not at all straight and we're ready to burn it all down. And yes, some of the comments were, of course, who's bringing the matches? And we ride at dawn. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's it's frankly just, it's empowering. It's delightful. It's about time. It is time. It is time to reclaim ourselves and burn things down. If that is what your intuition, your deepest knowing and truth is telling you. I'm all for it. I'm here with you. I'm excited for you. I'm ready to have these conversations. Please consider, um, of course, subscribing and reviewing and all the things, but please consider reaching out to me, sending me an email, letting me know what you think, telling me your stories, and sharing what you might want to talk about on this podcast, whether you want to hear it as an episode or come on as a guest. I'm in for all of it. I'm excited for all of it. And I hope you all have a beautiful day uh, neuroqueering today. Thank you so much for being here. Before you go, I have a favor to ask. Please subscribe to this podcast. That way you won't miss an episode and it'll help me bring it to folks who need it most. Fellow ADHD minds out there, I know you're going to forget. I would too. So let's push that button now and subscribe. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bonus points if you spread the word of the NeuroQueering podcast by sharing it or reviewing it. Thank you. Also, if you want to see more of me, Please follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at NeuroQueerCoach. Sign up for coaching at PashaMarlow.com or to guest on my show or leave feedback, email at Pasha at NeuroQueering.com. Thanks all. Happy NeuroQueering. Enjoy your day.